All right, so I got Leah Freeman on the podcast this morning, and uh, she is owner slash designer at uh, Fuse Salon, and uh, which is pretty trendy little place there in Frankfurt. Uh, you said I was surprised that you said that you were in Mantino at one time. Was it a completely different uh, dog uh, in that show, or what? It's definitely a different dog, yeah, right, for sure. Right, right. I mean, Frankfurt's a different just demographic in general. I mean, you're dealing with oh, a yeah. lot more people, and sure, you know, it, it's a lot more competition too. So there's pros and cons to both. But it's a much nicer little strip down there too, yeah. in the middle of Frankfurt. We had a good. They've run. done a good job here. A great with, job. Yeah, with yeah, here. No, but. for sure. I think you know, for us, like for starting business, it was good to you know run our our mistakes here, things I learned. I don't mean that in a negative way, but. You know, it was my first time running a business. It was my first time owning a salon. Going into now our location now, we have the same amount of people, half the amount of square footage, you know. So things I learned, it's kind of like when you build a house, you know, it's right. like things I'll do next time, you know. So I definitely cut your teeth here and then, there, yeah. Right. Now, I, I use the Sumo Brothers Barbershop, yep. who's in town here, um, to get my hair cut. But then I cut my own hair so like uh and i'm probably i'm probably two years away from just the you know razor the whole thing off and just be a bald guy but uh so you know i don't but i like to keep it super super short so when i get out of the shower i pretty much shave my head and then just blend it a little in on the side and I'm good for about three months before I gotta go back that's in pretty, for air. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> no, no it's, it's, I'm impressed. Well, for a dude in a wheelchair, I guess I, I guess I get you know get I away mean, for with anybody. Good. I mean, cutting your own hair is hard. I can't even cut my own hair. So no, yeah, no, no, so. no. Well, I think you're doing something a little bit you know higher end than what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I get away on you know my sparkling personality, but uh, but anyway, so like I, what you do. You have to explain it because yeah. I think a lot of people don't quite understand exactly what you do. And I mean, the salon thing, they get that, right? Yeah. Like they can go in there and get that done. But the travel and everything else that you do is, is a much bigger, you know, deal as yeah. far as the, there's awards. And then the, like, so I knew about it because I dated somebody in my 20s that that's what she did also. And she explained it to me and I'm like, really? And like, I want to say it's, it's a long time ago, but I want to say she was like, at shows at McCormick Center and mm -hmm. stuff like that, like big, huge yep. places that they were filling with the hair stuff. Yep. And it's, um, if you're, like I know a lot of people are on YouTube and stuff, it's crazy the amount of money that people are making with just makeup tutorials yep. and stuff like that. Like I had Lizette on and we were talking yep. about that. So the hair has got to be the same, yeah. right? So the hair and makeup industry in general is a $5 billion industry. Yeah. And there's a big mishap that people believe that hairdressers, you know, went to beauty school because they couldn't go to college. And it's interesting because I meet a lot of hairdressers that make a lot more money than most people that went yeah, to college. Yeah, yeah, There's waitresses that make so more than most people like, that go to yeah, college. It's like interesting. It's like people don't ever give us credit and to the to the degree where I think it's deserving. Sure. Um, on behalf of what I do, so yeah, I own a salon. I've owned a salon. This will be my eight, 18th year owning a salon, but I'm also a director for a color company okay so about 20 years ago i was approached by l'oreal um to do some you know just basically was going around educating for the brand teaching people how to use the product uh, i did that for a good strong 13 years and i started doing things like in new york and doing huge photo shoots like doing really 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 like i've, I've sat on tv sets i've done things for for mtv so doing like some really really cool stuff and then i had gotten you know within 13 years i had gotten um looked at by another brand called Lanza. It's a small independent hair care company. We're okay. actually the second largest in the country, so it's not that small. Um, and to become a director, to actually direct the whole entire brand. So now I have been sitting strong with them for about five years, going on six. 
So when it comes to what I do, my travel's very extensive. I, I will conclude the year with 158,000 miles with wow. American Airlines. Yeah, wow. so, which if you think about it, living in the Midwest is... That's hard to do. Yeah, it's only 3,000 miles across the country yeah. sort of a deal. So, it's yeah, hard. Um, 98 flights, $30,000 in airfare. So it's like if you think about like the amount of travel I do, it's extremely extensive. So, um, And it'll never change. Like, I mean, you're, with your, what you do, like if you're in a business, like you can like do Skype or something like that to have yeah. your office meetings. You're, it's hands-on. No, you it's gotta totally, be, yeah. Right. So it's kind of like, what do you? how do you call that? Like when you're in an industry that they kind of, they need you more than... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's called. Like, it's a kind of a foolproof sure, uh, sure, job. Sure. So, you know, because concern, concern always was, like, with YouTube and stuff. Has YouTube affected our industry? It has, greatly, to be honest. And uh, the biggest problem we're having is is our license are threatened uh, for a couple different reasons. Uh, it's a very cash-driven business, so people don't want to pay taxes. Yeah. So the IRS looks at our industry as people are making ten or fifteen thousand dollars a year, but yet it costs thirty thousand to send them to school. Yeah. Um, right, the percentage right. of people that get their license and actually keep it is like under twenty-eight percent totally oh, so globally. A lot of turnover. Yeah, there's a huge turnover in our industry. So um, that's where now our license being threatened is a huge concern. Because now why 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 the turnover? Because it seems like a job that like like you get to have. Yeah. I'm sure you're conversational yeah. in in your job and it's probably an enjoyable place to be i'm positive it's got its headaches yeah. too but like what why would i mean i think it's like uh like you mentioned serving tables i mean i'm a horrible server horrible and yeah. i know you can make a lot of money doing it but right. i would not be a good server i think it's like hairdressing i think people think it's easy and then they go to do it and they're like oh that was hard like yeah right, right it's like not everyone likes you you have to have super super thick skin i mean People will come at you if they don't like the way they look. So, wow. and you're wholeheartedly held responsible for somebody's look for the next 30, 60, 90, days. Yeah, they just were days. ugly to begin with. So. Yeah, so I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help your face. I can only help your hair, you know. Right. But there are times where people don't like what you do, and it's and you take it very personally. So, I've lost hairdressers not to other industries. I've lost hairdressers to, I just people are mean, and, yeah, I, right, and I, I don't right. have the thick skin to handle it. So, I think turnover happens greatly there. I also think turnover happens just on the behalf of people think that they should be making a hundred thousand out of the gate. You know, it's like they don't want to work the Whoa. first, you know, wow, you know, full hours, five, you know, five days a week, twelve hour days. I mean, I know hairdressers are making a million dollars a year, but it did it took them twenty years to do it. But sure. it's like they're fully dedicated. They're working twelve hour days, so it's like like anything else just like in your job you know it's in your industry it's like the more you put in the more you get back absolutely it's, absolutely no the construction so, was was insane that way like i i had lot it's it's like construction seasonal so like i don't yeah. I mean hair is not you're, you're no. you know i mean kind of is it kind of i mean we have parts of the year that are very very busy and parts of the year that are not so oh like if you've got proms and weddings and all that and kind christmas of stuff and and christmas and holidays okay, right. things like that yeah. uh but you know we we made all of our hay when the sunshine so like we were off a couple months in the winter all the time but it was 84 hours a week at times yeah. in the summertime and i was doing in the field work and then i was out of there at 5 30 and then i was doing sales you know because i'm showing people's houses to do sales appointments yeah either i'm going to build your home or i'm going to put a room addition on or remodel yeah. your kitchen whatever it is and then those can take oh my god I, i've sat on just a kitchen remodel for three hours before yeah. like just going over what we can do well it makes complete sense i mean someone's investing a hundred thousand dollars in their house you right know? It's right like, yeah it's gonna take a while but, they want to get to know you a little bit too but i think it goes back to to what you're saying it's like you probably did that at seven o'clock at night because that's when they got home yep so you that's just worked right. a whole entire that's day exactly and correct. then right. yeah right. so it's like getting our, our people to understand just industry-wide no matter what industry you're in like 
the more you put in, the more you get out. It's, sure. It, it, it's proven every single time. That's just all tough on life, too. Like, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, I have, I have two sons that are 18 years old, and it's like, hey, I keep explaining to them, you know, you need to, like, do the things that you want to do. Go to Europe, buy the Corvette, whatever it is that you want to do. Do that stuff before you find, like, feather the nest before you go get a woman to put in the nest with you and then make kids and everything else. Like, do all those other things. Because so many people do it backwards where they get that all done. Then they come in an industry like yours and you don't have 70 hours a week to devote to this. Because yeah. i got a family at home and yeah. I can't write. So that's got to be tough. Yeah. Um, the, the Frankfurt area itself. So you never thought like I should move. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Bless you. <coughs> okay. You never thought like you should move further maybe like to Chicago or that's something like good, that. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'll, I'll just give it to you straight. Like the reality is rent is rent. Uh, the area you choose will choose the demographic of obviously what you can charge. So yeah. when people are like, oh, I go to the city to get my hair done and I pay five hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, well, their rent is eighteen thousand dollars a month. So right, right. you know, it just it goes off of like, no matter where you go, it's just it's a bigger fish to fry in the long run. So for us, like we looked at the city, it was definitely an option at one point. Parking is always being an issue. I'm not a big city fan. Like I just there's things with me that sure I you know for me it's like I kind of like our parking lot and I love that I can, you know, have people drive up and, 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 you know, not have to worry about if the meter's gonna run out, if they're gonna get a ticket. So that's a big thing for us. Uh, I think also too, just, I do kind of like the suburbs. I do, I love the right, suburbs. I right. love that suburban living. We get a lot of, you know, stay-at-home moms and dads that can come through throughout the day. We have a great, strong, you know, so you working do, do clientele you have a, in the evening. That's the that's one I would, you have a lot of men that come in? Oh yeah. Really? So oh, yeah. I've got some funny stories about that kind of stuff. Like I went, I started going to uh, a barber, 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 like yep. old guy barber, yep. um, when I was like 16 years old. And it was straight up just a flat top haircut. Yep. And it was explained to me, even with uh, the girl I dated, that if I wanted a flat top haircut, that's the place to go. Yeah. Because this is what they do, you know what I mean? And there's like yep. not a lot of margin for error no. in, the, in that situation. So if someone screws that up, and I had situations where I was working a ton and... I went into like a super cuts or something like that. I needed a haircut bad. I was in a bad, bad way. And I'm like, I went in there and they hooked it up like well. Like the first woman that showed up showed up with this enormous comb pick thing. She was going to put it on top of my head. It's a flat top comb. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I was like, you don't understand. Like that's, <laughs> that's not, not what he uses. No. That's not what George uses. No, right. It's right. It's like bald on the top of my yeah. head. And it's, you know, and uh, so they messed it up. I had to go back to him and get it done. But I had a buddy of mine who would go to like a little strip mall beauty salon place and he's like you gotta go to my girl and i'm like all right so i tried and i went there and i watched him get his haircut he had a terrible haircut to begin with i knew it wasn't going to work out she had enormous breasts she rubbed them on him the entire time he got his haircut and he's like this and i'm like you're an idiot you're a (laughs) moron you just spent 30 minutes in a chair with a woman rubbing her breasts on you so she would so you would tip her and now you look like a chimpanzee for the rest of the month. No other woman's going to talk to you. Like, that, that doesn't... So I took him to the barber, and he's like, I'm never going... Because I'm going to miss her. And I'm like, you're an idiot. You're, you're just a moron. So, like, we got a better haircut, but... And it was cheaper, too, as far as it went. Like, back in the day, it was, like, 10 bucks yeah. for a haircut at the barbershop. Now it's 25 Oh, easily. It, it, it's way up there. Well, now with... It's just something else, too, you have to consider is with... You know, we're, we're, we're coming into an industry, too, where... 
your sex no longer matters, right? So, sure. so part of what is going into jurisdiction and we're going to be seeing laws change and they're changing in state to state currently is that you can no longer charge a separate cost if it's a male, woman, or they. So it's all one cost. It's going to be one price completely because it's coming to be like oh, a... Oh, that can't be an right. Issue. That's... That's it's got to take way more. Like, well, so that's where I was going with that. That yeah. that thing was like uh, I wore my hair super super short, so the barbershop was the right place. But I know if I wore my hair, well, in fact, when I was a senior in high school, I had a, a white mohawk, like Billy Idol white. Um, I mean, it grew to be like ten inches tall. Like it was, you mm-hmm. know, and it was bleached. I said something to the barber. I'm like, hey, I'm cutting it into a mohawk, and he's like, well, that's really not, you know, because I can cut you a mohawk, no problem. But I because I won't color it. None of that's going to go on mm-hmm. here. So then I had to go went to a salon, salon and they yeah. yeah right and they did all that. And then anytime if I was ever going to be like a long haired person, I would think for sure I got to go to a salon. Yeah, no, for sure. But I will tell you this, just from the stylist perspective, and I've been doing hair a long time. Men's hair is a lot harder and a lot perspective, like a lot more. Work. Now why is that? Just because like the taper lines are hard. So when you talk about doing a flat top, that's a that's a, a gift. Like, yes, right. So right, we have a right. full time barber that works at our location. She's a okay. licensed barber. Went to barbering school, and she's also a licensed cosmetologist. So she right. does both men and women's hair. And there is definitely a difference when you're going to a barber. Like you've noticed yourself. Sure, sure. Right. right. So it is a little bit harder. Um, and I just think people think, oh, it's less hair, so it should cost less money. It's like, yeah. well, it's like children's haircuts. So like, oh, sure. children's haircuts should be half price. I'm like, have you ever cut a child before? Because it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's like it just goes through that. So I think what we're going to see um, industry-wide probably will end up happening is salons will go more towards the hourly rate wage because... Gosh, I hate to be like a racist, but I would think that cutting a black person's hair would be a different thing than cutting a white person's it, hair. Texture is, texture is what it is. Yeah. So I always... Not I always, that it should cost different or something like that or like be like, you know, discriminant, but it's got to be a different job. It's... Every every head of hair is a different job. So okay. like I always say like I don't hair doesn't have any race to it. It has texture to it. So more texture, tighter curly hair is a little bit more challenging. And I've seen it in all races. You know, sure, it's not just sure. one demographic. So it just it goes back to like where your training is at. Like I can give you really super strong barbers that can strongly cut certain textures of hair, and other ones that can cut you know textures of hair, and also to stylist. So it just goes back to what your training is. Who's running through your chair? You know, I mean, I don't want to compare it to heart surgery, but it's like. I know heart surgeons that have done 500 heart surgeries and they've had success, you know, and then you have this one that's done four. It's like, you know, it's like you always go to the one that tends to be a little bit more, yeah. you know, I don't know if the word is trained or, or you know, they've done it for long enough to know like the ins and outs of what works and doesn't, what doesn't right. work, you know? So, so do you feel the team at your salon that like people are better at different things? Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's like a dream yeah. team setup, right? Where this guy's good yeah. at this, this guy's good at that. And I got to tell you too, I think, I think part of it too is like with like my own team is recognizing the areas that they're really strong in and recognizing where they're not. Like I've worked in salons where salon owners make people do everything. And I always say, it's like, if they suck at it, why would you make them do it? It just makes them miserable. Right. So right. it's like if someone comes to me and says, I just don't feel good doing X, Y, and Z, do I have to do it? If you're doing everything else, great. Why would I make you do something you don't want to do? No, right, right, right. So right. it's yeah. like that happens too. So like Courtney, who's our, our barber at the shop, she's actually lives in Mantino. She's okay. phenom. Um, she's a perfect example of somebody that even myself doing hair for almost 23 years, I'll refer a man to her that I know or taper fade, even on a woman, if I can't perform with the service they're looking for and sure. just say, hey, listen, I'm not good at this, but you know who's good at it? She is. Right. So. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. That's And I mean, I learned that similar sort of thing through, through construction. The first contractor that I worked for, he 
did everything in house. We had like we was a big company. We had nineteen guys, but we were doing things that we should never be yeah. doing. We were hanging drywall and stuff. You could get a crew in there that just does drywall. They could do it faster, cheaper, oh, yeah. better. A day and a half versus yep. five yep. days. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we were doing all the wrong stuff. So now, like when I general contract, it's an electrician comes in, does yeah. electrical. You know, I'm not messing around with plumbing. Yeah. This gonna make a mess. <laughs> um, so no, that 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 sounds like the best way. Yeah. Um, I had some some like funny questions too. Like, so when you're doing that, that's the regular salon life. When you're doing your show type stuff yeah, and you're shows, going places, yeah. is it a setup? Like, uh, what I was surprised about was like, there's a whole culture there, and not, but beyond me, I don't know that there's any movies ever made. Like, there's a movie made about rodeo. There's a movie made about uh, competitive fishing. There's a movie made about just about everything yep. that can be a lifestyle. I've never seen a movie that, like, cooking. You, you know, you'll see chef movies and stuff like that. I've never seen a movie that you would know better than me. Yeah, there's a really great one. Is there? There's is one it? by Chris Rock, and it was called... Gosh, it's, it's pretty old, though. Good hair? It's good hair. Yeah, oh, it's okay. good hair. Right. And they talk about the Browners, which is a Browner hair show, which is a completely different type of okay. atmosphere what that I run in. Browner? Browners is like a... It's a hair show they do in Atlanta. Okay. So like ABS, American Beauty Show, the one you were talking about in McCormick, every, every area has their demographics. So like show work that I do, uh, I've done work for anywhere from... 15 people to 20,000 people I've spoken to audience of rooms of. So wow. just depends on yeah. what the venue is. Sure. So, you know, currently right now, the company that I work for, we do anywhere from six to 10 trade shows a year. We have one very big one that we're doing in Nashville here coming up in February, um, which will have over 1,500 people, you know, wow. present. Yeah. And I have the opportunity to work and, with. And the people that are there, they're, they're students or they're... No, they're licensed hairdressers. Just hairdressers, yeah. just like... So is there a... Like with, with real estate, there's continuing education. Is, yes. Is it, so it's the same. So state okay. to state requires a certain amount of hours. Some yeah. states don't require anything. Illinois requires, I believe it's 14 hours every two years. So <laughs> That's funny. That's that's two hours more than a real estate broker. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But we have... There's a, our demographic's pretty dumb. It's not very bright. It's not. It's a lot of people that get into that business that, uh, and I like it. I, it's it's in my wheelhouse because it's it's uh, you know I came from construction and then went went there. So like housing and stuff, I, I can pretty much go through it. You know, and if someone says, hey, that Cape Cod or that Mansford roof, I you know, I know what it is. Where like a lot of them don't. I don't understand. A lot of people get into real estate because. As a real estate agent, a lot of people post things like they're killing it. Everybody's killing it. Yeah. Like, and uh, people are like, "Well, I know that moron, and if she's killing it or he's killing it, then I could kill it in that." Yeah. And then they go get the job, and then they find out that it's not that way. There's only like a handful of agents in every office that that makes a living, and the rest of them are like, you know, a couple closings a year. They're you know, yeah. not making any money. But so it, I think it it attracts a really dumb like bunch of people that like you know like i'm gonna make easy money easy sort of money thing. Yeah. right i think Which, i think every industry <laughs> i hate to say it but i hear it all the time it's like i didn't realize this was gonna be that hard i'm like well what'd you expect i mean i don't care what trait you're doing you could be flipping burgers or, or everything takes work i mean it's now would not, you say that you do it for the money though me yeah i mean i mean part of it most definitely you have to I there's got to be there I mean, but i want right. to say that there's love for you know but do i do a lot of it for free yeah like, oh yeah, but I mean, you, you someone at your level probably I would venture to guess enjoys what they're doing. Like it, it's a lifestyle of choice for you. Oh, for sure. Right, I mean, right. I'm really fortunate that I chose a job that I loved versus a you know a career that I hated. I mean, I mean, God bless my dad. I love him to death. But you know, we've had this conversation a hundred times where he's like, oh, I gotta work tomorrow. Blah blah blah. You know, it's like yeah. the nine to five. You know. 
And you hear a lot about that from what I've experienced and I see a lot within someone's parents or whatever, and they get suckered into a, a situation where they feel like they can't get out. And next year you're making a paycheck. And like you said, you didn't feather, you didn't feather the, uh, what'd you right. say, nest? The nest. The you didn't feather the nest. It's like, this is the opportunity when you're at a younger age. I mean, there's two things. If I could tell anybody, I wish I would have started earlier. A, I wish I would have started my retirement earlier. Okay. Because I'd be in a way different different position I am now. Sure. Uh, and B, I think my my biggest growth I would say for myself is like just recognizing that, you know, I just I really liked my job and I and I thought everybody else did too, you know. Yeah, and no. I think and I think I like ninety percent of people yeah, hate their job. And I wish I could have stepped in and told people like, if you don't like, you should change it. This is your time. Mm-hmm. Like you're living at home with mom and dad. They're still paying your car insurance. Like right, let me tell you, right, the rare right. the rarity of that is not that rare anymore. So it's like. You have a, a bit of a buffer, or I shouldn't say not everybody, but there are some people that have a bit of a buffer where they can change. I mean, I knew a girl that went to full-on med school, got her residency, and decided she did not want to be a doctor. Sure, sure, sure. sure. And I think, and everyone's like, oh, can you believe it? I'm like, God bless her. I yeah, mean, yeah. good for her to change her life at 29 years old and decide sure, that sure. this sucks. I don't oh, I know a bunch of people that, like plumbers, electricians, yeah. uh, carpenters, and then once they got into that lifestyle for you know first off they're, they're, in construction there's there's really good money like you can really make a, a good paycheck so that's covered but like once that's once that's over with you still need to have something like do you enjoy doing this and these guys you know they got college degrees in business and in uh yeah. um hospitality and stuff like that and they're you know they're like no no this is exactly what i love to be like working outside all day yeah. and all sorts of stuff so it's great um and I, you know, my sons, it's like they're 18, they're they're off to college next year. I'm like, hey, I'm not worried about you making money. You're going to make money. You're, you're hardworking guys yeah. and everything else. Like all the work that we've done at this place, that the entire, all the thing that's blue-sided outside, that my sons built it when they were 15. Wow. All the carpentry work. So they have new carpentry since they were 12. I'm not worried about them making money. I'm like, hey, I'm worried about you being happy. Like find something yeah. that you that you really enjoy doing, that you want to go there and do, and yeah. that that's great. Um, but back to with the shows. Yes. When you do a show, like, is there, like, do haircuts have names? They do. <laughs> and is that, is that like the pinnacle of like getting a haircut That's named so after you? Like, you know, it's not a- after anybody, to be okay. honest, but like, you know, it's like haircuts in color. Like, I'm a colorist by trade, I don't cut hair on stage. Okay. Uh, I, I work with two guys, Matt Swinney and Emma Carver. Those are my cutters and my finishers that I work with. Um, I shouldn't say they're mine. I work together with them. We're both, we're all three of us are directors. Um, but I will tell you what's funny is, I don't think we're so hung up on names, but the hairdresser is. Like, they want a name for every technique. Like, what do you call that? I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like making stuff up. I'm like literally pulling things out of my rear end on stage. I'm like, uh, we call this the, the, uh, the, the swiper. Um, I don't know. You know, it's like you're just making things up. And they'll come to you 10 years later. Do you remember that one time I asked that question? You were teaching the swiper and you're like, right. the what? Like, so... The names, I think, more or less are for our industry. You know, right. of course, there's some that have stock, Firefly, the Jennifer Aniston. You know, there are definitely okay, definite right. the, the George Clooney. The George Clooney, the, right, yeah. Right, okay. You know, there's now, definitely ones I there, just want to know who came up with the, I want to see your manager. I, wanna, I need to talk to your manager haircut. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's the... Let me uh, tell you. That and the... Uh, it seems like... Like, I don't know. In, in your business, it seems like if you're going to go and get, like, a high-end somebody to do your hair and have it done, like... I don't know, functional, like, my hair is totally functional. Like, I wake up yeah, and it looks pretty much the course. same as it does. So, like, you know, I don't go anywhere really good for that. But 
like when I get to see these women and there's like there's a certain age demographic where it's like all right just cut it short and I'm going to like you know I don't know it's gonna yeah. be like super like the the I'm mom polyester pants and velcro shoes yeah right yeah, I right, don't right, right. I, I, don't, I don't understand <laughs> and that, they're 49 but... I don't understand either <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, uh, you're a hot lady under that what happened <laughs> and now the only other movie that I knew about which was a complete joke was the Zohan one yeah Zohan yeah. where he's like you know gonna make mm-hmm. everything silky smooth and and, yeah. and whatnot but. Uh, so the but in the good hair one, I thought I kind of avoided that one because I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was purely like a racial statement. Oh, it's awesome! No, no, no. No, okay. I thought it was like no, you know, it's phenomenal. I mean, it is definitely about the African American industry, about the belief of having to have straight hair. Yes. And right. uh, but it's actually the movie itself is to me it's groundbreaking. I mean, there's a, there's a couple. You know, barbershop is out there. There's a couple, right. but like to your point, there's not really anything really based on the hairdresser because I mean. I don't know if it's just a kind of a hidden thing that people don't want to showcase. I mean, I've always said, like, I would love to write a book called Confessions from Behind the Chair. Yeah, you If should, you heard the sure. things that people told me, you, I mean, it is unbelievable. The, people will go to the depth of their soul and tell yeah, you things like right. about who they're sleeping with and does their husband know or his wife know and then here comes in and it's like and you're all part right of it. out of the open oh, in the salon. Gosh, it is great. I don't know what it is, but when you touch people, they become vocal. So, and it's true. I mean, it's even, it's proven when you're touching somebody, they're more likely to purchase something from you. If you keep your arms distance, it's a proven fact. So people tend to be comfortable. Wow. And the thing is, we're one of two industries that can touch people legally. So, yeah, you know, I mean, there's other industries that pay a lot more, but, um, that's a different, that's a different uh, different podcast. Yes. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's like. You know, going back to about like the TV shows and the movies, there's been t- several TV shows that have actually done in our salon. Our salon. Sure, the, you know, like that, TV shows. But I gotta be so honest, many. it just it pisses me off though because it's like you watch these people and it's like all this drama and 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 you have a salon owner that's like browbeating their own staff. It's like there's so many things that are not true about that. Does fake, that happen? Fake reality yeah, TV. Yeah, fake reality. It's right, like, right. and that's why I've always thought, like, if I could do anything, it'd be like Confessions from Behind the Chair or something like book written where, yeah, you know, a director's yeah. not going to tell me, oh, repeat that line again. I'm like, oh, I thought it was reality TV. Oh, but it's really not, you know, so. Sure. Now, okay, so um, I, I used to do, like, really serious fishermen as far as, like, you know, on the lake for 10 hours at a time. I'm, I'm guessing with all the fishing things in your house. Yes, I right, 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 right. So, but you would be amazed at what people. I used to go to a fly-in in Canada with eight people, and I only knew like two or three of them. And then the rest of the guys were all guys that worked at Xerox. Mm-hmm. And every day we spent a day, and we switched partners. So you're in a boat with a guy. Oh my gosh! I was like, I just met him this morning. Yeah. And I know like way too More much. Than I want. Yes, yeah. about his life. It's that close demographic. <laughs> Like, I mean, a guy's telling me about his, like, gay children and stuff. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, wow. Like, you really, like, because you've got eight or ten hours in a boat with a guy. It's just the two of you. So, it's you know, it's a lot of talking. And then that leads me to the book. Like, there's a book from a guy that that's a professional musky fisherman. It's And it's uh, called Musky Suck. And it's, it's like, there's a lot of musky books out there about how to musky fish and blah, blah. But this one's so much better because it's just tales yeah. of, like, terrible things that What's went happened? wrong yeah. right and during the musky fishing yeah. and stuff like that so i'm sure that that would be there's got to be some you're using so many chemicals and everything else when you were cutting your teeth there had to be some times you're like oh that did not work oh, out i mean my god i cut the top of a kid's ear off <gasps> oh. yeah oh yeah 
there's some tragic things that can happen to you, definitely in the air industry. I mean, I've cut people's necklaces. I've cut earrings off. I mean, I've done some pretty bad things. I'm definitely more conscious of it now. Well, like, oh, yeah, right, right. I mean, and I am not saying, knock on wood, I've never made a mistake. But, you know, going back to, you know, I just, just to kind of conclude, I was saying earlier yeah. about the whole television show thing. I think part of where... I stand, and I'm sure you did too as a business owner, as we talked a little bit in your kitchen earlier. Um, But I think what drives me crazy about the reality TV show industry is there's nothing real about it. And then people... Oh, I can't watch it. It's fake acting. It's like so terrible. And then people judge an industry based on what they saw on television. And I think that's the part that's just so frustrating to me. And, you know, it's like, like I said, I would never browbeat my staff. Like, for example, you said, you know, do you have a a haircut called... um, I need to speak to your manager, manager, your manager haircut, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, as a business owner, I can tell you this. Like, if anybody calls my location and they are upset at all about their hair and they say anything that's disgraceful, disgraceful, discriminating, gross, swear at me, whatever, talk about my staff in a, in a bad nature, I, as a salon owner, and I've been a salon over 23 years, I always put my staff first. My staff comes first and the customer comes second. I think that's the one thing about our industry that people don't recognize. It's like everyone's like, oh, customer first, customer first. I mean, at what point? Well, you got to keep talent there. You, these are freaking human beings. Right, and right. I think there's a point of like they expect something that we can't give them. Like you said, like I can't give you a new face. What I can give you is the best I can give you. Sure. And my staff goes to work every single day just like you did every single day, giving the best you can do. And it's like sometimes people just can't accept that as the best. Right, right. So right. it's like that whole thing, and I think that's where like reality TV – makes me so angry because I'm like, who holds a staff when you talk to people like that? I would never talk to my staff like that ever. Right, 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 so. right, right. Well, that's the, what's the, the cooking one where the guy like berates pretty much yeah. everybody in the kitchen. What's his name? I don't know. Hell's I don't know. Kitchen. Flavin or whatever is that, yeah, Hell's whatever Kitchen. It is. I'll think of his name. I can't even, I don't even, like, yeah. I don't even bother that. We build. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. We build fish tanks and um, we try and do like interesting things with them and stuff yeah. like that. And my sons get, like, they want to watch that Tanked show. Yeah, Tanked, yeah. And I can't even, I can't get through. I love the show for what they're showing. I wish they would, and it probably maybe wouldn't get the, I think it would. Because the fish tank stuff is interesting anyway. But they have to do all these, like, uh, yeah, no, I left my stuff. keys. and like yeah, stop, stop putting a plot to yes, this. I don't need any It doesn't need a plot. Right. Like, that's what I loved about Dirty Jobs. Dirty Jobs is such a cool show. Or you ever seen yeah, how yeah, it's yeah, made? Yeah. Right, if people right, want right. to know how baseballs are made. Like sure. the Rowling one about baseballs yeah. is so interesting. How it's made did a great thing on it. And there was nothing behind it that was like, no, right. wait, hold on a second. My wife's cheating on me. Yes. No, none of that. Like, My right. finger is sewn into the ball. Like right. it never, it's like, no. right. that's what I love about Dirty Jobs too. Right, and there are, there are industries like, like yours that there are, there's interesting stuff that goes on that people don't know about. I mean, we do carpentry work. That's been going on for centuries, but the general public doesn't know how to do what I do. So, like, when we go do a, we have uh, two decks signed up for spring. One of them's 26000 the other one's $29,000. They're really expensive big decks. Now, I don't care who you got, like, that doesn't know what they're doing. They could not do what we're doing with this. It's going to be, like, two-toned and, like, all framed out. It's going to be, like, completely, like, it's almost art, what we're doing. So, like, to talk about it, that's why I do the podcast, because I like to hear in-depth things about what you're doing. And, I mean, like, you're not just, uh, like, people think about someone cutting hair, and if they haven't been in in the seat with you, like, there's, you've got a whole... You've got a bigger toolbox than probably I do as far as, like, your different razors you're using to, like, you cut. I saw ones where they're burning people's hair. Okay, that's, again, 
That's reality TV. That's like oh, really? No, no that's not. Oh, I that's so, see? No, no one does that. There we go. Nobody, see, I would nobody, think that this was a thing. Me. Nobody does that. Don't ever do it. Don't go to someone who does that. That's a horrible idea. Hair is so flammable. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> your people's that. hair. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, no. all right, all right. So I would have thought that was a, a no. real thing as Using far as axes. It. It's like that's a perfect example of like Nonsense. making the industry look so stupid. It's so beauty school dropout. It's so grease. I mean, I can just see people like, you know, it's just so, no. Okay, good, 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 good. See? Yeah, That no. stuff, I learned something today because yeah. I really thought. There are a lot of tools though, but yeah, no. Yeah, well, I mean, I just see the barbershop that I'm in and the guy's got yeah. a million different things as far as what he's doing. Um, I've definitely gone to a barber where I had a bad experience. Barber. I was like, wow, this is not. You didn't do a good job at all, and yeah. like I'm not like or uh, the, the, so you've got to have some turnover like that too, where you hire somebody and then they turn out to be yeah not very good. So the way it works in our location, just because we are a higher end salon, um, everybody goes through an associate program and they have to test out to go on our floor. Now, how does where do they go for that? Like, so they uh, assist one of our leading stylists in the location, and because I have I have a I have a very very solid staff right now. To be honest, like probably the best staff I've ever had, awesome. ever ever ever. And so, and they're all so willing to give, and they're all so willing to teach. So uh, we have assistants that roll through the location quite often, and they pretty much will either pass or fail during that. Like, you can tell someone's work, work ethic, as you know, yeah. about 48 hours in. So 24 to 48 hours. I always say the interview is always the best part of them. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I had to be disciplined when I was a, a contractor to be mean sometimes. Like, I actually pulled a guy aside. I'm like, all right, Aaron. What did you do before you did this job? He's yeah. like, well, I worked at Sears selling tractors. I go, can you get that job back? Because this is not, this is just not for you. And I've given you like four days yeah. to try this, to try and it's that. not really yeah. working. You can't, like, like, you're constantly like not working. Like, you don't even care to look busy in front of me. Yeah. And like, you have to look yeah. busy in front of me. You understand? Like, I, I like what I do. I, I enjoy building stuff. I enjoy the finished product. The nice thing about uh, even what you do and what, what I, what I was doing was. Every day I could turn around and be like, okay, that all got done. So that looks good. And, you know, like there's an accomplishment right there yeah. physically. Um, this guy, but when it came down to it, you still, it's a business. I make money on every single employee. And if I don't make money on you, you, you can't be Well, here. no one makes money then. Right. That's the whole right. thing. And, right. I, and, and to your point, though, I think there's, there are sometimes I think people think that employees don't think owners should make money. And I just think it's funny. You go home at night and you get to go to sleep. When I go home at night, I have a thousand things I'm thinking about. Sure, sure. I mean, sure. I can't tell you. I mean, I'll be, I mean, to be transparent with you, uh, when we opened our location for the first 13 years, uh, my parents put $1.3 million back into our salon Whoa. to keep our doors open. So, when, and when people don't think I invest in people, I mean, I watched my dad invest a portion of his retirement back into our salon. Right. And, wow. you know, and it was. It was super hard. It was hard on my family. It was hard on my marriage. It was hard on my parents, you know, and then we ended up moving north and, you know, taking on a lot less when it came to, to square footage and going into an area that had a lot more people and really making sure that we branded appropriately. And, and this time we chose a great location. We chose the right people. Uh, and we decided this time around, it was no longer going to be a charitable cause. Like we couldn't, we couldn't do it. So my dad funded the second location. That's how we met Lizette. Okay. And right. then uh, Lizette is was on one of your podcasts before yeah, with, yeah. with makeup artists. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just making sure everyone knows. No, no, yeah, knows right. Who's, who's Please it. go check that out because it was check a, out Lizette because she yeah. is freaking the sickest makeup makeup artist on the planet. 
and her and I had worked together for years in L'Oreal and she wanted to spa and we wanted the salon so she took the spa portion and we took the salon portion in our double decker uh, location. Yeah, it does hurt that that's super cool too. Like, you know, she's like cool person. Yeah, she's badass. Yeah, no, yeah, she's a good, yeah. she's and she's funny as hell too. Right, right, right. right. Um, and so and she super nailed it. But outside of that, um, we ended up, you know, within six months in, I changed the company I was working for. Uh, we end up reducing on our inventory by like 70%. We had an insane amount of inventory. We worked off our new inventory for about a year, which is doing a conversion process to make a long story short. Uh, within three months, we were in the black for the first time ever. Nice. Within nice. one year, we were paying like insane debt off for the first time ever. We're now five years in and I mean, we're one of the biggest, we're one of the biggest smallest businesses in Frankfurt now. And yeah, I just think right, like, right. You know, I think people thought like I was handed like, oh, you're you, look at you, you you travel all over around the world, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm in, I'm my parents are still paying my bills, mm. like it was horrible to think that my mom and my dad and I sat there and my husband and we could not get a run of this, so it took us 13 years of making a lot of mistakes to get where we are now, and I just think people sometimes think that we just were always successful. We weren't. Sure, sure, sure. It was sure. painful. So. No, I'm sure that 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 that's it. Uh, any business is tough, and then. You know, there's there's a certain amount of luck involved. Like you got to fall in with the right folks yeah. and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, like you know, that area down there is super, super nice. Uh, I, I love Fat Rosie's, which is right next door to you yeah. there. So like, you know, that that's yeah, really good. Uh so okay. So and then the other thing with your business that yeah. is like, if a parent is out there like trying to. I think parents get too hung up on got to go to college, got to go to college, got to go, which not necessarily. There's a lot of jobs you go to college for. They're going to be automated out or AI'd out of existence. Yeah. That job that you're doing is never going to be no. AI'd or like, you know, there's never going to be a robot doing your yeah. job. I mean, let's be honest. We have people that we have gamers. I mean, you have gamers that are in seventh and eighth grade that are making, making millions yeah, of dollars. Right, and you have YouTubers right. that are, I mean, look at Ryan's world. Yeah. Here's a kid that's, I don't know, seven years old. He's worth $22 million and he's playing with toys on YouTube. Yes, right. So right. It's He's like, doing all the right reviews. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, I think it goes back to very, Gary Vanderchuk. If you're not a follower of his, he's no, he's amazing. Here's a guy that you know didn't go to college and started out as a influencer on Instagram and is probably one of the largest followings in the world. And his whole thing is, is like, get the whole idea that you have to go to college to be successful. Can you go to college? Wait, is that the, like an inspirational speaker guy that he talks? Is. He's like Business. a little... Russian looking dude. Mm, I mean, square headed kind of little. He's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's, okay. He's got a pretty filthy mouth. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. But you know, okay. to his point though, I mean, he's like, go to college if you can, but if you don't have to, don't. Like, I just absolutely not everybody like to your point. So, what do people say to me? I'll give you. I'm going to give you the ultimate, the ultimate, my favorite conversation in the salon. I'll be sitting there blow drying someone's hair, and the, the client or guest will look at me and say, "Can you believe?" My daughter Jennifer wants to go to PD school. I told her absolutely not. She oh my god! In your chair, like, this and is she is like really? disgusted. And I'm thinking, bitch, who are you? You're talking to a hairdresser. What are you doing? Yes, right. And you just laugh it off, and you think, send her to college because wow. every single girl that's ever worked in my location or guy that has been sent to college first always goes to PD school second. If they yeah, want to go right, to school right, and do right, hair, they will go in school to do hair, whether they're doing it at 20 years old or at 45 years old. They will eventually go and do it. Sure. Every single one. Right. So well, I've I've had a similar thing where I was the idiot saying the dumb thing, but I, I I like disclaimed it with. So my sons have wrestled since since kindergarten. They're very good wrestlers, and there are there's a certain demographic of people that put their kid into wrestling because 
they want their kid to be a cage fighter. And I'm like, I, I ask these people, because I've been punched in the face repetitively. Have you been punched in the face? No, no, I, I, this is interesting. Though. And, and, is it well, these, right, these are oh, the, the parents, and the guy's like, no. And I'm like, hurts. It hurts real bad. Like, it's yeah. not fun. And I go, it's not a, it's not a thing that, like, you know, I don't want my kids, if, if, if I do all of this and my kids are 23 years old and they're in a cage fighting, I failed. I screwed this up. Now, I disclaimed that that because I was talking to a guy who was a cage fighter at yeah. a time and a, and a very good wrestler also, and I said, but I, you know, but it's like this: if my sons go get their degree and they're ready to be, because they both want to be engineers, they're ready to be an engineer, and but they look at me and they say, hey, dad. I'm 24 years old. I'd like to try this cage fighting thing for a couple of years, but I've got my degree. I'm going to go do that afterwards. I'll help them train then. That's fine because you're only going to do this for a short period of time. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of backwards from yours. Yours, it's the position that they end up taking after they after fail. Always. and the, Right, the other thing. So, you know, the, the cage fighting thing, you, you, there's no 40-year-old cage fighters out there. So Yeah, you know, but, I mean, to your point, though, too, it's like you're seeing that in football. Too. Oh, the CTE you know, stuff. It's like, yeah, like it's like damage. you have all these, you know, parents in which I, I mean, I respect gratefully. If you could get your kid in the NFL, I mean, God bless. I mean, that's amazing. Forget about it. That's it's, it's not going to happen yeah, unless your kid's going to be seven feet tall. It just, it's yeah, right. but there, but there's kids that do do it, you know. Sure. But it's like there is yeah. a huge risk when you do that. It's Absolutely. a huge risk. Is the payoff huge? I mean, oh, I mean, their contracts thirty thirty five million dollars a year contracts. I mean, and right. I also think too, it's like. But there's a risk with that, and I think the CTE risk is huge. Yeah, there's huge. there's Hall of Famers yeah. who killed themselves after the NFL, yeah. which is like, oh my God, you were one of the best. Junior Seau was one of the best linebackers to ever play the sport. Lived in Hawaii, so you're wealthy. You live in paradise. Yeah. Still killed yourself. Yeah, like so, you know, no rough stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, like, but um, I follow politics pretty heavily, and there's a politician out there, Andrew Yang, that's running for the Democratic uh, nomination, and his whole platform is. Things are going to be automated out of existence. Like five million trucking jobs are going to be, ro- you know, robots driving trucks. So where are all these people going to work and everything else? In your industry, I mean, it's 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 also got to be. When I started doing contracting, I was really concerned about the economy because if the economy goes really well, we're in a housing boom. You're doing great if you're a home builder. I diversified all the time to make sure that I was doing roofing and I was doing siding and stuff like that, remodeling jobs, yeah. because I didn't want to be like, when the housing bubble bursts, I have no work now. So I'm used to living this yeah. grand lifestyle that's gone. How does the economy can't change what you do that much, right? It, it, well, I mean, to, to be, there's washing bins now that can self-wash your customer's hair. So yes, oh. things can change. I mean, obviously, okay. I mean, but here's the thing. I saw this interview one time with Annie Leibovitz. She's like a famous photographer. Yeah, I know she's, yeah, yeah. And she, she made a really like, what she said to me was so groundbreaking. She's like, I can remember when they started talking about film going to digital. And she's like, here, all these photographers were racing all over to buy all this film, and they were freezing it because they were never going to get away from film, and digital was never going to happen. Right. And she's like, the reality was, I sat there and thought, I either can roll with the punches, or I can, you know, I can try to be and try to stay historic. Sure. Sure. And it's like, I think even in our industry, it's like, and me and Lizette talk about it all the time, and even the girls at the salon, it's like, you know whether it's Jenna or Courtney or, 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 or Brianna, whoever it is, like we're always discussing what can we do next so we're in the forefront. So like instead of sitting back and just doing the same thing over and over again, which as we know is the definition of insanity. Yes, right. And also the definition of sometimes poor. So our job is to make sure that we're always on the up and coming. We're always looking for what's next. You know what? And some stuff is gimmicky. Yes. 
but some stuff it's like I would have never thought that would have lasted this long. Yeah, so right, right. like right now, I mean, not to get off subject, but hair extensions are huge right now, right? So we could sit back as a location and not participate in hair extensions. Yeah, and that's whatever, been for a while, yeah, right? The hair extensions. they're like epically large right now. And it's like, you know, having our staff go out and learn these was imperative. And it was probably the best move we've made in a long time. Um, am I a big a big person for hair extensions. I mean, I, I think they're beautiful. I love them myself, like doing them myself. I don't enjoy doing them. I send them to everybody in the location, but like there are pros and cons to them, you know? So it's like really moving past what my belief systems are and yeah. pushing it towards this is the growth of our industry. This is the, ne- this sure. is the next turn. Yeah, absolutely. You can't be Paul Bunyan. So you, you, you can't be like, yeah, right. I'm and just going to stick with the old way. People are always like, oh, let's do it this way. And, and I get it. There are some things that do work out well in the antique industry, but outside of that, it's like, yeah. No. So now the thing that washes someone's hair, you still need. So is, is it? Does that really remove a job completely? Completely. Oh yeah. So they just send them there. One hundred percent. Yes. Oh wow. All you do is the person sits down. They when they sit down in the chair, the lid lowers. Everything is self. They get a massage. They get sprayed. They get everything. You can do one shampoo, wow. two shampoos. You can do a treatment in there. It has heat. Because that I mean, was a job, right? Like oh, that yeah. was someone that just just washed just your hair. Just washed his hair. And people oh. are like, oh, the bowls are fifteen thousand dollars. I'm like, well. Yeah, an hourly employee. Yep. yep. The rate we're going right. with hourly employees. Right. So that's why political <laughs> stuff comes in. Fourteen to fifteen dollars right. an hour. I mean, that's where you start to eliminate jobs. It's just like talking to our financial advisor. Amazon has warehouses that don't, don't yes. have heat, air a, conditioning. Right. They're completely dark. I've been in an Amazon warehouse. The shelves run yeah, they, all over the. the it's they like run insane. like run by robots. Everyone's like, oh, right. this is so amazing. I'm like, but is it really? So it's like right. we don't have automated shampoo bowls. We still have a shampoo staff, of which we love gratefully. Um, and we'll continue to have them as long as we can afford them. So, but yeah, but as an investment, I'll tell you what. If I I loved my employees, I mean, I really did. I I had a great time, and we made it like you know Saturday night. We would send one of the guys to the liquor gas store. liquor store, <laughs> right? Go get a case of beer. We're not gonna get shit faced drunk, but the five of us are gonna yeah. have three or four beers a piece, and we're gonna sit here. Build. Yep, and we just hang out yep. and, and do what we do, but. If someone told me business-wise, here's a magic wand, you can wave it, and you'll have no more employees, you'll make the exact same amount of money, oh, my God, I'd we'd be waving that damn thing all, all over the place. Long. Yeah, because yeah. employees, even though I loved them, they're a pain in the ass, they call in sick, they break shit, all that other stuff. So, like, uh, I bet you that $15,000 bowl pays for itself. It will. Long yeah. Run, it does. Right. I mean, it goes back to you being a business owner. I mean, I think that's where employees I always I you know as much as I respect my staff I love them the best staff we've ever had but there are days where I'm like oh my gosh if you even knew if you even knew if you had any clue where I could be at right now I mean I could literally be doing my job and not have any of this you know any headache but I do because we love you and part of it like us moving to Frankfurt and and I'll just be completely honest when my dad came to me about closing Fuse and Mantino and moving up to Frankfurt um part of our conversation with my mom and my dad sitting there was we have 18 dedicated employees just gonna leave them oh yeah and it was like wow i mean it it definitely put something in you because they're like these are the people that have been showing up every day for 40 hours you know a week or whatever yeah you know whatever that those numbers look like and it's like if we close where do they go and now it's like it's and you didn't take most of them with you we took all of them oh um, okay okay, okay, okay. but i'm just saying at first we talked about closing and not even reopening oh it was like this salon is sucking us dry it's ruining everything in our lives I'm sick and tired of it. It's, you know, it's just, it was a vicious circle. We were running in a hamster wheel and I'm, and I was right. dying of thirst, you know, yeah. it's just like, I just throw me a bone, just throw me a bone. It's all I wanted, you know? And when you get some 
jagged employee who's a total jerk about a situation. You're like, are you even kidding me? You have no clue what we've yeah, invested in this. Yeah, we're going through to make this thing work. You have work. no clue the right, investment. Right, like right, you don't, right. you have no skin in this game. Like no. you don't know what this. I've costs. had that a conversation with with guys that were working for me that were like looking for a raise or something. I'm like, listen, man. I go, I know you see me making money, but I go, you don't understand that the 10 hour day. I showed up a half hour earlier than you did today, and then after you left and went home, I was. On sales appointments until eight o'clock at night. Yeah. My my dinner got came out of an oven, and then I went and hit the weights after after yeah. dinner. I was like till ten o'clock that, and then I still got contracts to write. I got estimates to write. Yeah. Like I got a ton of work I'm doing just to make sure you got work. And I had, I had a couple employees that really got it. I mean, you must have them too. They were like, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you create all this work out of thin air. Now, did I ever create a job? No, I didn't create a job. I created. This I was good enough at sales to get the job to do. The job was created by the demand for the yeah. for the work to the be work, done. Yeah. So like you know that that's just my political stuff comes into that situation where it's like, you know, there are no job creators. The 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 fact that you're good at what you do draws people to come into you to spend their money on you know yeah. what they need done. Um, it, it's always good for me to talk to people who. Like are passionate about what they do. Now, that's the salon end of it. When you are working with all your travel, yep. yep. Now, what what exactly goes on there? What is yep. is it a is there a competition? Yeah. Are you judged? So there's a couple. Am I judged? Yes, every day. <laughs> so basically, um, our industry uh, we supply education, which is needed by our industry. So we, I create trend. I, I showcase hair color. I showcase technique. I show ways to do things better, quicker, faster. I don't know if better is a better word, but, you know, different. I should yeah, say yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that, there are competitions that do do arise. Uh, I've been a part of a couple different competitions. My biggest one I've ever done is called Behind the Chair. So it's btc.com. Or, oh, or, I've, heard, I've heard of that. Yeah, Behind right, the okay. Chair on Instagram. It's great. They have, It's huge. Probably one of the largest like okay. uh, for our industry when it comes down to publicity. Um, so every year we do a show for them, but they also have people that enter into a photography contest. They have over 300,000, 350,000 entries, 35 categories in the professional category. And okay. I've won. So this is like a whole other job. This is something completely else. So outside right. of me going there to teach, so I'll teach on their stage. Outside of that, me and uh, a friend, my friend Matt and I tend to do a lot of like photo work together. And we'll shoot and we'll, we'll submit work to see if it sticks. Okay. And so I've submitted for three years uh, to Behind the Chair. I was lucky enough to be nominated all three years. Um, to even make the nominations is a big deal. And I've won back-to-back two years in a row. Now, do you know how many people submit and then how many people are actually? Yeah, it's over 300,000 people. 300,000 people submit and then how many are nominated? So nomination, each category is anywhere from like 20 to 25 people. Holy cow. Yeah, they, and the thing about it is, so um, yeah, I've won back-to-back Creative Colors of the Year. And so I had I have a good friend that works at Behind the Chair and I had to ask her, because she's yeah. like on the end. I'm like, tell me. I'm like, do you guys actually look at all the pictures? She's like, yeah. Wow. Every single one. She's like, all we do all day long is so folder, photos, good, good laugh folder photos, too, right? Like, folder photos. Why is this person well, she's, never, she's never told me any of that. She's oh, no. probably <laughs> the kindest person in the whole entire world. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting too. And I think that's also something that they also really have prevailed also with, with me is recognizing that, you know, taste factor is taste factor. Like, I might not like what you do, but I have to appreciate what you did. Right, you know, it's like, right, if you're right. putting your work out there, you're better than most people because most people are afraid to put their work out there. So when I hear people talking shit, I'm like, where's your work? I'd love to see it. Right, Because right. I don't see it up here. <laughs> sure, and I mean, everything with so. that, like, there's got to be things that, like, everybody who did something innovative, 
there was like 15 people next to him that did something innovative that everyone looked at and went, what the hell that is that? That was a bad idea. Yes, that was no. a polka dots on the hair. Yeah. Oh, bad. Look at Vidal Sassoon. Yeah. I mean, he cut Coco Chanel's hair really short on an aircraft. And when she walked off that airplane as a female of that era, that was like, what are you doing? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And here he's probably one of the most recognized. Sure, sure, you know, sure, sure. Which, interesting enough, you know, he was an orphan. He never, no. Yeah, he never had a family. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's that's always my gauge of success, too. It's not uh, where you're at. It's where you came from yeah. to get to where you're where at. at so, right, where you're at now. But, um, okay, so th- there's those kind of competitions. And then, so the, obviously there's a panel of judges that judge what, you know. So in that circumstance, it's it's all notar- like notarized hairdressers. Ones that have been published probably, you know, a million times that all have really, really big names tend to do the categories that I enter in because they're more professional shot pictures. Right. Um, other ones, they use company, they use companies, um, polling companies that are sponsorships to the, to the events, have several hairdressers that work under them as educators too. They tend to do a lot of uh, judging also is pretty common. There's a couple of other, Naha's a big one. Uh, they've been making a comeback now for quite a bit. Um, theirs are all based on big directors, global brand ambassadors, things like that, famous hairdressers that do a huge celebrity clientele, tend to be super involved. Um, and those shows too. So, but yeah, part of the competitions sometimes are on their own. A lot of times they're separate. But shows in general, the shows that we do, um, it's basically going into like a trade room that has a big point of sale. Artists will walk on stage. Like I said, your audience can be anywhere from twenty to twenty thousand people, depending on the yeah, venue you stand 20, in. Wow. And you know, it's funny. People will say, "Do you get nervous when you walk out and see twenty thousand people?" First of all, you can't see them. Yeah. Which helps. Okay. But I always tell people like that are afraid to speak on a microphone, I'm like, or speak in from in front of an audience, I'm like, it's just a conversation. Yeah, right. It's right. all just this. It's just you're you you're gonna talk the same way, you're not gonna speak any louder, you're not gonna be more animated. You're just having a conversation. Yeah. That's all you are. I'm sure that's gotta be hard for so. people though. It's gotta be a difficult thing because I mean, you know, there's people that get interviewed on the news and they're like, I don't know what to do with yeah. my hands. Yeah. You know, like so. they're all yeah. <laughs> Right, right. I always, uh, I always describe it as like, people say, do you have butterflies? I'm like, I have butterflies in my stomach, except for now, I just think they're more information. Okay. So I feel them fluttering, but they're all flying the same direction. Where before it was like, they were everywhere, you know? Right. So now in those competitions, are there... Does talent always win out, or is there like money that? Is there politics and Ugh. money that plays? Uh, I don't want to put you on a spot. Nah, if you on a spot. Right. If you don't, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't if want to get into a, that. If that's enough. Um, so it, it's both. Uh, depending on the competition, it's definitely both. I mean, yeah. I've seen politics take over greatly. I mean, if you have someone who's sponsoring hugely and you're seeing their name everywhere, there's probably a good chance they're going to take an award home mm-hmm. or at least get nominated. Right. Um, I feel like lately, though. People have been calling people out on that. And it's now with social media, you can publicly blast just about anybody. So I think the companies are more conscious of it. So we're starting to see uh, more of a, a profound area where you're seeing people that should win, should win. Yeah. Um, that's what I love about behind the chair. Because behind the chair, they take hairdressers. They, they're not people that win are, had 10 followers before they started. You know, it's yeah, like right. that's they're, just change really, their lives, they're just right? really freaking good. You know, because Instagram, right? You could with, with that, like if somebody wins that and they have 10 followers, they immediately have 25,000 yeah, followers sure. or something crazy. It could, it could definitely start, start you know, kick, you know, kickstart a, a career. Um, but yeah, I think to your point though, yes, it works both ways, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know, 
again, I mean, I, I think every industry has politics in it in so many different categories. Sure, I mean, but that seems like that. That seems like a movie right there. That seems like the person that has undeniable. Because what you're doing, it's an art. No matter what, how anyone puts it off, like you know, the like, goofy lady in the chair saying, "My daughter wants to." That's dumb. Like you're gonna express like just when you do what you're, you know, what you do with your makeup and everything else, and and the look you have. You're like art. I mean, you've got quite the tattoo uh, on your shoulder. Like, all that is an expression of yeah. an art. So there's got to be a situation for, or especially for a movie like Bill Hollywood Eyes, anything, but where true talent can just bust past, like, all of the money and funding and politics of everything because, you know, there's all kinds of artists. I mean, if you go, we go to uh, some art shows, like, uh, in the village in, in Ch- Chicago and... Stuff like that, and you'll see art that's, yeah, it looks like a person. Stuff. Then you'll see art that's like, wow, like this is yeah. amazing, amazing looking stuff, yeah. stuff. You don't know who the person is. Most artists don't get famous till they're dead. Yeah. So like, it's got to be an interesting thing. And for a movie, the underdog thing is always a huge play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, it's uh, true. you know, that that just I, maybe I'm, we should go into film. Yeah, right. <laughs> Probably not. Why? <laughs> not, no, yeah, not me at least. Listen, like, this could be a different wheelhouse. Talking about right, reigniting right. your flame, doing something new. Here you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know the hairdressers. You can do all. You have all the equipment. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it seems like a good story. And then, like the, I think that the uh, I'm looking for a tattoo artist to get on the podcast because I think some of that is underrated as far as what they do. You know, is yeah. is on a live body. It's a different yeah. thing than a canvas and everything else. And you've got the same situation. Yeah. I mean, there are people that bring a kid into you and say, "All right." Do your art on his hair, yeah. You know, sort of thing. Now, guys' haircuts. What's going on there? Like, what? Do, I mean, I don't. I'm such a guy, guy. Like, I just want you know, like yeah. almost no hair. I'll be fine. Like, totally fine if I get out of the shower every day and just run a you know razor over my head. Yeah. But I see guys that like. I there were guys I went to high school that that were like really pretty. I'm like, man, you're you're, beautiful. you're beautiful. really a pretty guy. <laughs> um, which you know, hey, that's fine. And yeah, some no. girls were into the pretty guy, and some girls weren't. Uh. But uh, I did pretty much did. I operated just on the basis of how do I get girls? Like yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, but so like, are there a lot of guys getting color done yeah. and stuff like that? So um, I, I'm just gonna give you the trend focus in general. So the trend focus right now is we're in between a really weird era for the hairdressing industry. There's okay. not really a focus towards anything. Men have long hair and short hair. Uh, we're seeing men bleach their tips again. Remember that whole thing, that big era during Snow and Informer? Yeah, I remember that. You remember that? He's like, you right. might have done it. Uh, um, no, no, no. I think he told you the blonde mohawk once, actually. I had that. Okay, yeah, so okay. Straight okay. up white. Yeah, it was really, really blonde. Right. I think we were talking about Billy Idol. Yeah. Um, yes. So we're starting to see a demographic of that. Now, when it comes to like men's hair coloring, like taking the gray out, it's like... It's a 50-50 shot. I gotta yeah. be honest, like at my location, we're not doing as much as we used to. But that doesn't mean that all locations are experiencing that. I think trend is based on area. Um, I think in areas like if you're more city focused, you might get more people to color their hair based on the fact that they're in a circumstance where they're competing for their job, job. based yeah, on age. Right, right. And that's where like the whole Botox thing comes into play. People looking 35 years younger, 30 years younger, I mean, the now 50s, now the 70s, it's like there's we're seeing people that are like literally, I'll say, I'm, I'm sorry, how old are you? Oh, I'm 69. I'm like, oh, wow. Holy sh- you look amazing. Yeah, you know? Right, right. So, right. and then I look at people that are 49 and I'm like, wait, huh? wait, what? What? And that is, you know? boy, you make a good point there. I didn't really think about that point. 
jobs. I mean, they've done studies that better looking people get the job oh, over, the over right. People want pretty people. And then sex sells. And the thing that youth. If I can say this right. to you and it pisses me off more than anything is people are like, Oh, I wish models were X, Y, and Z. I wish we saw more of this with models. I'm like, but if you put a model out there that doesn't look the demographic that people are used to, they will be less likely to purchase. Yeah. Or oh I don't like the way they look or I, I didn't like the style. It's like you don't it's not the style. You don't like the model. Right. And right. I always say it. I'm like, it's a hard conversation to have. Like, I am not the smallest person by any, by any means. I'm no model material. And I will tell you myself, someone's like, oh, you can model, which no one ever said, said that to me. I'm just saying, I'm like, yeah. I can't though. I don't have the body for it. I don't have the face for it. It's like, it's a raw reality. And people think it's mean. I'm like, it's not mean. It's what the world's dished us. We yeah, want to sit yeah, there and say sure, everyone's sure, equal. Sure. And we want people to look at all ages and sizes. I'm like, do you really though? Because... It's proven every single time in sales what sex sells. Yeah. Every single oh, absolutely. time. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Time. For sure. No, no. I mean, yeah, I definitely, even with the podcast, like it's, I see when I have an attractive woman on, I see a jump in like people are like, oh, I'll check that out. You know, yeah. that sort of a thing. Uh, but so, okay. So, but like the great thing, guys can get away with, I, I, I don't know about that. I just saw some no, pictures of some women that were really getting away with, Great. I, I disagree. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I am not a fan. Like I. But it's a trend, isn't it? I thought I saw something that was silver like, is a trend. Yes, silver there you hair, go. Gray okay. hair is a trend, but that's when you're 25, 28, 30 years old. But oh like, yeah, I, when I, you're actually I old, no. Yeah, no. When I see <laughs> older women that go gray, I just I, for me it's probably and maybe it's just because I'm I sell hair color for a living. Yeah. I find it to be I don't know I just it's not my thing. It's I would not think you'd still have to. Color it like you so so silver. Maybe that's what Silver's I'm mistaking. Silver is different, and I mean yes, like, okay. and that's a very trend focused hair color. Like I have a woman that I do that's 100 percent gray, and I make her hair badass silver. She's a lawyer. She's yeah. badass. But you know, it's like, like to your point though about men versus women, men can be gray, just like men can have a belly. You know, there, yeah, there, yeah, there yeah, are yeah, there yeah, are yeah, some yeah. there are so you know, and it's like men don't have to wear makeup. I mean, there's so many things I can go. To with. me, that's a that's a that's a statement that's made about why women are better than better human beings than men because women don't men are shallow oh my god i know some dudes that are like just the biggest drama queens in the world and they are as shallow if she isn't exactly what he wants on his arm he's out of there yeah and i'm like i think you're missing the point dude like you're not you're looking past the entire person yeah where women like so i broke my neck it'll be 17 years this spring Women have been very good to me as far as like even on the dating scene. Like I don't even go to places like uh, beer tents and bars. Now there's going to be a drunk woman that's going to sit on my lap and you know, like all this other stuff. The, right. Where I guarantee that's you. so funny you'd say that. Right. But I guarantee yeah. you that if you were a woman huh. in a wheelchair, you're not going to worry about a bunch of dudes like, you know, sitting on your oh, lap and hitting on you. No, oh. it would never happen. Yeah. So like I, you know, luckily, it's a weird thing to say. 90% of the people that are paralyzed and stuff like that are dudes because we do dumb shit. We have the dumb jobs. We're up on a telephone pole and we're skiing and doing all the dumb shit. But I always felt terrible for these girls. The one girl was a lawyer and she broke her neck on a skiing trip. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be so difficult for you socially. Like it's going to be a really tough. So, yes, I mean, guys can get a little, oh, my God. Like I said, my one buddy looked like a chimpanzee. All he had to do was like, push his nose down and his ears out and he was a monkey uh and you know he was walking around the world like that where a woman could never get away yeah. with just you know 
I mean, there's, just, there's so much wrong about that conversation. Yes. I mean, first of all, at our salon, we don't motorboat, just so everyone's clear. Um, <laughs> it's completely wrong, and it's also illegal. I just, it, that's the thing about, and I, I know I keep going back to this whole portion of our industry. It's like, that's the belief. But, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, it's it's like Hooters. You know, it's yeah. just, we, it's people. Oh, and like, I, I would, like I would strongly urge someone to that, that, that goes to like a, you know, cheaper place to go into some place like yours because I have found just with uh, the product that you guys have in yeah. your places and stuff like that, you can make a huge difference in the way your your hair looks by using the right product and in your smell. hair. <laughs> and smell, right. Well, that's the uh, my favorite part of the uh, George Clooney movie with the uh, the one where the, they're singing and he's like the the – the fragrance is part of the you know part of the thing. He's Dapper Dan man. Yeah. And you know, I use a uh, pomade in my hair, and I love the way it smells, yeah. sort of thing. But I remember not knowing what that kind of stuff was until I came across a crew comb was the first stuff yeah. that I came across, and I was like, oh my god, it makes my hair look so much better to put this yeah. product in there than hairspray or something like that. So women have to be keen to that but guys need to figure that out too because yeah. and i mean i would think there's an should be an emerging market for guys stuff because guys don't do things like facials guys don't do they and when they do i'm sure there's good results because mm-hmm. they've never done it where if a woman comes in for a facial constantly she's only moving the bar a little bit where I've never had a facial in my life. I'm sure if I came in, my face would look a whole lot better than it looks just because I don't do anything yeah. with it at all. And there's so much more demand on women to look a certain way. I mean, the you're, pressure is high. Right. You're doing your eyebrows, could, yes. you're doing, right? Everything's being done. I, now that you're saying this, and this, this brings me to, you know, as a, as a director for a color company, I'm one of the very few women in my industry that does what I do. And people are like, oh, it's all, it's a woman-driven industry, but it's a man-run industry completely. And I mean that, like, I listen, I, I'm not this feminist standing up here being like, no, oh, no, I'm going right, to burn my bra. Right, right, right. But, like, the whole thing is, is the majority of directors in my, in my industry globally are men. It's very, very few and far in between that you'll find a woman. Now, so, Lizette made some comment about there being sort of a bias towards homosexual men. Well, everyone thinks that. Everyone thinks, yeah. oh, well, if you're doing hair, you must be gay. And yeah. it's like, well, that's not true. I mean, in all industries, I mean, like, again, going back to all industries, I don't care what you're doing, whether you're gay or straight, it's everywhere. Like, I, and I just think our industry has been picked picked for that, which regardless, I mean, but like, I work with two guys. Um, one is very much straight, very much married, has kids, a whole nine yards, whatever, to a woman. Yeah. And I have another one where I work with another man. He's very much gay, getting married, whatever, that whole thing, and, and you know, having a family. And it's funny because those two guys will walk on stage. It doesn't make a difference what they're into. It doesn't make a difference. They will walk on stage, and I will see women literally stand up, and I can hear them. They're like, oh, my gosh. They're so hot. Da, 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 da. I can't wait. Oh, it's got to be an awesome place I to can't wait women. to hear. Oh, I, oh you know it. Uh, you can't, I can't wait to hear what they have to say. And then I'll walk out, and it's like, huh, what is she going to tell us? You can actually see it, and it's wow. it's funny because I have to work ten times harder to yeah. earn the respect of a room beside the two guys I stand next to. Are they fabulous? Yeah, they're freaking amazing. But it's bullshit. I'm like, why do I have to work so much harder for her in the front row to stop giving me that look? Oh, I think that's the same thing with the, with the presidency stuff. I think there are women out there that I have talked to women that that I'm appalled by the fact that I'm even I'm not even awoke like anything like, but they're like. I don't think a woman should have that job. And I've had him go all the way to the menstruation argument. I'm like, have you lost your mind? Yeah. 
And they're like, yeah, but, you know, every so often during the month, I'm crabby and I'm aggravated. And what was she, she'd have the coach to the new I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is where we're at. It's 2000, almost 20. Yeah. And you're saying things like this. So, like, in your business, it's got to be exactly the same. Oh, completely. But, yeah. I mean, women, I've known women to go to male hairdressers. And they could suck. Yeah. But they like a guy cutting their hair. You know, it's, 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 I mean. I, but it, I just, it's a thing. It's like. I think it's just there's certain things or certain jobs that people do. Like I know women that will only go to male gynecologists. I know women that will only go to women gynecologists. It's just I think everybody has their preference. The gynecologists, holy cow! It's a whole other subject. But yes, right. When it comes to the industry in general, though, I just think people choose what they feel the most comfortable with. It's like it's like massage therapist. You know, we have a kick-ass massage therapist. She, her name's Courtney. She is amazing, and I can't tell you how many times I've had to convince men. That she is strong enough to handle them, right? Because they're, they're oh, she's this dainty. I mean, she's an she's an uh, what's it called? Iron Iron Man. Iron oh, Man? really? She, yeah, really? She's like, okay, sure. She is badass. Yeah, I'm talking about a body, but um, there's a perfect example of like trying to teach the opposite sex. Like, she is just as capable sure. to do your massages. This guy would be, but like in their mind, it's just everyone's got like they've ready pegged what they believe, and then it's there just are, kept, there are guys who don't a want a woman sale. to give them a massage. Yeah. Wow. Because they're strong enough. I do not want a guy to give me a massage. <laughs> Ever. You never know. Never. No. I don't want to be know. in it. No. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know it. I don't want to find <laughs> out that I, don't, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, that I, that I think <laughs> I something know. else. Uh, it's not going either way. I mean, I'm fine with either a male or a woman giving me a massage. I've, I think both experiences, they've both been phenomenal. Nothing's ever been Oh, you know, dude, weird. you're so creepy. Holy cow. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Uh, That's so funny. Uh, yeah, for me, no, no, not at all. But, uh, and then, like, I would, I would go to the barber shop to get my hair cut, and they had a woman that worked there. I'd get my hair cut for her. Just the exa- I never thought, like, if the chair was open, I went and sat down. Yeah. As long as she was a barber and could cut. Yeah. Like, now, if I sat down with a guy or a woman and they did a bad job, I'll never sit down there yeah. again. Like, that's it. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's weird. Now, what uh, the massage they get that, that – Goes on there. What? What? Like, do? What do they do? What goes is, on there? Yeah. Well, it's I'm not just that saying. Type of massage. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I had a client, um, real estate wise, who was worked at like a massage envy. Yeah. And he had a bunch of different. Like, he would do ones where they were just sitting in a chair, and yeah. he would do like your neck. Arsene. And and then, okay, and then do 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 a full body one She's too. Full or? body Swedish. She does hot rock. I mean, she does you know anything muscle therapy. Wow. You know, and I think what's fabulous about her is she's so body oriented like she knows so much about the body the muscles like as a personal trainer so yeah. she knows like how to repair injury injury too sure so yeah so that's where she's like the epic badass for yeah, sure right, yeah right <laughs> boy it sounds like you got a lot of bases what else go what else is what else is offered there so you so, got lizette who's yeah. like the makeup thing, and if you can, like anyone that's listening, check out that podcast. The one on YouTube is best because I threw a whole mess of pictures up, and there's yeah. like the makeup is it's truly unbelievable yeah. what she does with just makeup. And she goes into the podcast talking about, you know, there's a bunch of mask uh, making outfits, and she's not that. Like she's doing everything. I mean, there's so much. Makeup. I mean, what people don't realize just in the film industry in general is film has gone so digital. Like you literally don't even need, even need to sit in a makeup chair anymore. Right. It's all 100% digital, digital. And she's up against that all the time. Yes. Not only that is she up against that, but the other thing too, and just like our salon downstairs, is we're up against professional photography, which is all bullshit. Yes. yes I mean, it's yes, like yes, I yes. can Photoshop anybody. I can make you look a third of the size. I can make your, you know, your your cheeks look stronger. I can sure. make you, I can put makeup on your face without even physically touching it. So I've straight up seen models that yeah. I'm like, you are not attractive. 
but the photos are awesome. Well, that's, in, that's an interesting, that's another, if I can camp onto that in a second cool. and, yeah. I'll, and I'll go to that next, but um, with in general, like working in the salon, like the thing that we're always up against is Pinterest and all this, like all this advertisement and press and companies put out all this stuff and all this digital stuff. I mean, you could digitally enhance anybody's color and make them look completely different, give them the haircut, do all this stuff. I mean, my gosh, you can buy glasses online and never even walk into an optical center and know what they're going to look like before they make it home. Right. You right, know, so right, there's so right. much out there now that, that as a brand or, you know, as hairdressers, we're up against a makeup artist. And I think that's what makes like her career a little bit unique just like ours downstairs is we're literally changing people that look like the photo like she mm -hmm. will not and she is so strong about this she will not photoshop anything no where she talked about that yeah she yeah, will not nothing gets filtered nothing crazy gets... so like even when she shoots with me for professional shots i mean the reality is everything is slightly touched and she makes sure the makeup is so spot on that she does not want the photographer to work with anything. Like yeah, she wants see, him to. Now in the home, in the real estate market, photos make a huge difference, right? Like so, I get oh, all yeah. of my photos are professionally done. Yeah. I'll spend hundreds of dollars yeah. to get this. Now the only drawback is it's, it's similar to what goes on there. Is I have people that show up to a showing and they're like let down because it doesn't look anywhere near as good yeah. in person as and, it as does. It yeah. I can, I have so I mean, in your job, you I've, have to. It has to look good in person. I've been that's, through a lot of houses. I can I can agree with right, you on that. Right, right, right. But like to your point about the model shooting. So when we choose models, um, there are models that can walk runways. And that can do, let's just say, actoral portrayal work where when they're in person, they look like the person. Yeah. And then there are certain models that just take really good pictures. Yes. So you could look at a model and be like, this is not your comp card. And then you'll see her shoot and you're like, holy shit, she can shoot. So what people look like on film versus on photograph, or, yeah. or which is pretty much the same thing, but I'm, I mean film, like rolling film versus a digital photograph, um, some people just take great photos. It's just, it's interesting because uh, whenever we uh, choose models for campaigns, uh, that's why comp cards are so important. So we sure, need to see, because sure. I can see them in person and be like, oh my God, that girl's, she's beautiful. She's yes. perfect. And then you see a picture of her and you're like, she can't sh shoot worth a nothing. Like yeah. she can't, right. she's horrible on photographs. So, uh, and I don't mean that negatively. It's just, some people just don't take good pictures. Yes, I've explained you know. to my sons, don't ever tell a girl you photograph very well. <laughs> that means you don't look good Make in sure we meet in person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Well, that's the horrible thing. Like, I love that running joke on social media with all the filters. I have seen people in person that I'm like, and this is just a, like, you know, Instagram filter that they're using, yeah. and they look nothing, nothing like that. Oh, I know. Like, it's like, I mean, I know the bunny ears aren't real, but holy cow. Yeah, the lips and... You look like a meth addict yeah. when you showed up, and it was yeah. like not any of that going on. Right, Everything was yeah. ironed out in it. Uh, in, in, in the real estate industry, I think it's better to build a business as a woman there than it is as a guy. I would agree. I, I have a, a lot of clients that are like, well, you know, I know you know what you're doing, Bill, because you've been at it for a long time, but I was going to hire this hot chick. Yeah. Because he was going to hit on her the entire yeah. time. I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me, you idiot? Like, See, so it's just preference for every industry. I think every industry has a little bit of a, you know, it's I, we're all we're all bad at it, too. I think all of us will choose to go to something we're a little bit more comfortable with based on the gender. I think yeah. it, it does happen. I mean, it just... Every industry is different. Yeah. But right, I could see right, your perspective. Right. I mean, our real estate agent was amazing. He was a male. Uh, and I, I loved him. He was my husband's friend. But um, if it was me, I'd probably... Just because I think from a woman's perspective, I would feel like she would know my taste more. 
Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Even though I know well, a lot of men that have amazing the, taste. Like I look at your house, I'm like, this is badass, you know? And yeah, it's badass for guys. You, know you designed I mean? it. I'm lucky I don't have a woman reeling me in or I wouldn't be able to do what I want to do. I mean, what I it's, it's, do. A it's a cabin. <laughs> it's always like, But yeah, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. It's like, I think sometimes we just feel like, oh, we relate to that person because they're the same gender as we are. Sure. Is it true? Probably not, you know, but it's like judging a book by its cover. It's like the number one thing you were taught is when you were six or seven, like never judge a book by its cover, but we do. Yeah. And there's no, there's no teams like with like somebody, like somebody comes in and says, does anyone ever come in and be like, all right, I've let myself go make me over. Yeah, of course. Do do, Yeah, really? That's the thing that I would say, you know, to be honest, I would say at least with my experience doing hair, I don't know if it's just my confidence level in speaking. Cause I think confidence is key when you work behind the chair. 95% of my customers will not tell me what they want. I'll tell them what they want. Oh, really? Yeah. So in the construction business, I I worked for a place out of LaGrange and we had designers that did everything. And I was amazed that all these people that had no input at all in their kitchen remodel. Yeah. Like they were pretty much told what they were going to do. Yeah. And the, they would show up. Like, obviously they okayed it. Yeah. But like these people picked everything. So that actually goes on. I would not have thought that. I would yeah. never have gone into a anywhere to get a haircut and be like, oh, what do you think? You would never do that. No. Now me saying that to you would never do that. I, maybe with you. See? Yeah, maybe if I came in. I, I don't have enough hair to work it anyway. But you know, if I came in and I was like, all right, go ahead and tell me what you think. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure... Now thinking about it, boy, with face shape and like just, you could probably, yeah, do a way better yeah, job I mean, of I deciding just, what to do with my you look. Know, I think in the trades, like in, in the trade that you're in, you're in the line of sales. And yeah. it's like people don't realize that. I'm like, I get you're a hairdresser, you're a salesperson. You're selling. Absolutely. And you you're got a billboard walking around all yeah, day you're after you're done. all day long. So if you think you're not a good salesperson and you're doing really well, I'm like, no, it's because you're a good salesperson. Like, I'm great at sales. I could sell anybody anything. I could sell So, ice, so ice somebody comes in and goes, all right, I want this. So I want you to go ahead and go. I'll tell them no. You go oh, yeah. flat out, like, yeah. a color and everything. Anything. You pick it. Yeah. Like, the whole. Like, I'll tell them and I'll, you know, run it past them. Yeah, but 99.9% yeah, yeah. right, right. of the time. If I have someone give me a picture, I will tell them, this is a, probably a horrific idea. If I didn't tell you yeah, the yeah, truth, yeah, I would yeah, be yeah, lying yeah. to you. No, that's great. That's terrific. So that's really cool. So I think, cool. um, you know, and it just, it just goes to show what I mean. You can convince anybody of anything. I mean, I think that's the reason why sometimes we see people that are, you know, probably don't look look at their best based on, you know, the decision that they let their hairdresser allow them to do. Yeah. And I think it's part of our job and it's part of our our earnings to say, I don't agree with that. And if someone's strong-willed enough where they're like, I just really want this, I have to be strong-willed enough to either say no or right. accept the the consequence. I and, I and I learned that very beginning in my career. I had a girl convince me to make her blonde. She shouldn't have been blonde. I did it anyway. She looked like absolute shit. And then she was mad at me for it. And I'm like, but you asked for it. Yeah, right. right you know, and here right. I put my, and I said from that day forward, I would never, ever, ever let anybody tell me if I did not, if I felt strongly enough about it, you were welcome to go to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Now, is there anything that, like, do you ever collaborate? So, like, a lady comes yeah. in and says, okay, then what do, what do I do cut? What do I do color? So, with collaborations, if I'm working with somebody else, that tends to happen within my director's position. So, when I work at Lanza with Matt or Ammon or whoever, other artist, Sarah, whoever it is, artist I might be working with, um, we'll do a collaboration that way where they'll work on the design aspect of it and then I'll work on the color aspect of it. Um, that's a very interesting uh, thing to work with because I think what's cool about working collaborations is that we'll both come up with ideas that the other one never thought about. 
Right. So it is kind of cool to do collaborations. In the same respect, it can be kind of challenging too. Um, I've been a colorist where I've taken me, you know, an hour and 30 minutes to apply a color application. And then the cutter took the, the girl on stage to cut her live and cut all the color off. So making sure communication is key through that whole entire collaboration. What is the end result? What are we looking at? How short's the hair gonna be? Is it gonna be photographed? What size is gonna be photographed on? Um, so it's all those things that we have to have discussions with before we actually go right in and do it. So. Right. I, I, I love to people watch. So like, and- Oh God, so do I. Yes, it's so much fun. <laughs> and I mean, you you are have a hand in actually making it more fun, you know, as far <laughs> as that goes. But for me, I'm, I'm kind of mean. So like the fun is like when I see a lady that's like, you know, 50 years old, she's got the Rod Stewart, you know, haircut yeah. and everything. And I'm like, wow, like, or the lady who's had that same like 80s haircut yeah. forever. So do you get people that come in and want terrible yeah. things done yeah. to themselves? And it's like, and it goes back to, it's like you compromise your whole, you know, there's one thing you own and it's your name. You, yeah. all you own is your, it's like, I, I tell people all the time, it's like your brand is everything. And it's like the minute you piss away your brand, it's like, or, or someone does it for you, it's like you can't re, re, recoup that. That's why I don't believe in naming your salon after yourself. Oh, right, I'm right. a big person on that because if anything ever happened or you were involved in, oh, God, God we, it could be anything. It could be, could be a Me Too. It could be a lawsuit. It could be whatever it is. It's like all of a sudden it's like that follows you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I, I mean that the most respectful way I can say it, and I hope it would never happen to anybody, but I've seen salon owners sell their salons with their names attached to it, and it's like, and they put their freaking name in the toilet. Right, So right. it goes the same way when it comes to branding what you're doing behind the chair. But I do believe, too, when you put out a certain amount of work, that work will begin to follow you. Like I do, I have girls at my salon, all they do is balayage. The reason why, they're badass at it. They do one person and then all of their friends want it too. So people tend to look like each other. Like yeah. I bet a lot of your guy friends or whatever, they probably all look the same. It's like, it's interesting. You start to like all have the same haircut yeah. or you but dress the same. Isn't or... it annoying? Like when they're like, like the whole like 21 Jump Street Johnny Depp thing with like the the hair, the certain yeah. guy, and then everybody had, or the George Clooney and everybody, every yeah. guy, did, is that like, oh God, why don't you? But just remember like, too, we have, we have so much in and out though. I mean, we, we service 700 people a month. So it's like, we have so much in and out. So yeah, we might get the same repetitive people over and over again, like Ray retouches over and over again. But the people that sit in the chair will make that point of difference for you too. To be honest, I know it sounds so cliche to be like, every single person is different, but they are. Yeah. It's like, I've done a lot of a lot of great hair on a lot of great people, and I've done a lot of great hair on people I can't fucking stand, right, to, be, right, to put it nicely. Right, so right. I can do the same exact retouch, same exact highlight placement on X, Y, and Z, same on the other person, enjoy every minute of the left, and I hate everything to the right. And it's no longer about what I'm physically doing. It's about the people sitting there. Yeah. So You've got a good, probably a good, I mean, being in Frankfurt there, I mean, I heard some horror stories from the girl I dated about, like, stinky people and, like, uh, hygiene that was a problem. And I mean, there's a certain hygiene thing that you have, you're going through with your equipment, right? Like, I mean, yeah. things are kept clean because there's, there's some gross stuff hygiene, that can well, go on. So hygiene happens from the minute they walk in the door. So, for example, there are salons that will not wash your hair. We will not do that. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, like, right, I'm right. sorry, but Let's like, just get that washed. I, yeah. yeah, like, I have people sit in my chair and they're like, oh, you don't mind. I just got back from the gym. I'm like, would you mind if I just got back from the gym? I yeah, mean, right, like, right. I mean, it's gross, yes, you know, yeah, but right. it happens, you know, so, but majority of the time I have to say overall, I've been doing this a really long time. Probably, a, I probably had a handful of times where someone came in and I was like, oh, yeah. a little offset by him. Right. I had one time where I had a girl loaded with lice. 
Oh my God! With lice, actually two times. And she One came time. in. Yeah, she didn't clue. She was a kid. So oh, a lot of times it happens because they're wow. in that they're in that age area where your parents don't shower with you anymore, type of thing, or watch you shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was devastating to the mom. I had another time as an adult. I was doing a huge show in Mexico, and um, I had an artist start a balayage for me. And I'm like, if you could just start at the back and start highlighting her. So he started doing it, and he started to get like right in the center area here, and he started seeing the bugs bouncing around. Ooh. And he came up to me. I mean, like, you just nuked the whole salon then at that point? Got like, well, the thing about it is when you're in foreign countries, it's way different. Yeah. So, like, I've done I've done hair in a lot of... I mean, I've been as far as South Africa. I mean, I've, got, I've done hair all over the world. So, uh, the way they treat lice is such a different... It's like how people in Florida call palmetto bugs palmetto bugs, but really we call them cockroaches. It's like they've mm-hmm. accepted them as palmetto bugs, so... Oh, like lice is an accepted thing in places? It's very accepted in other countries. Whoa! Yeah, would have never it's not thought an uncommon that. thing. So I mean, people like bugs in other countries. So it's well, like, coming from the wrestling world, like it's it's always surprising to me that it's like, why do I have to explain to you that as soon as you go home, you, you need shower. to shower, yeah. and then the kid shows up, he's got ringworm, or like yeah. uh, the 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 I don't wrestling for me is like the very best sport on the planet. I think that everybody that 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 exists. Should have so it's it's a even for a female it's a great way of self defense like you can get out of a situation if someone grabbed a hold of you. Part of that sport is I'm getting away from you sort yeah. of a thing. So like I don't know anyone. I mean we we have kids that are autistic and everything else, but there is a grossness. Then we we do a really good job of cleaning the mats and everything else. But there's mat herpes. There's well, I believe it. yeah. There's all kinds of disgusting yeah. and then like staff and stuff like that. We deal with all that. It's bad. So like yeah, in your business, like I remember always seeing like in the barbershop they had the dipping everything in some kind of alcohol to like, yeah. get rid of whatever gross. But so you know, boy, I didn't want to get down that rabbit hole. But uh, were there any trends? You've been at this for a while that you absolutely like personally were like this is so terrible yes. this is the worst like a what lot. was what, yeah 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 <laughs> um, like they're super yeah. popular and you're like oh i hate this this is so yeah. bad i mean i think you know i i came into hairdressing right in the late 90s so we had the, the whole hair bangers area yeah era like at the end of the grunge very like like salt watery hair and that was back before there was a lot of topical sprays to make the hair look a little more textured so we were always trying to pull and try to make or people make their own grunge which is what you're just talking about um, again, we went through a perming era. I just think perming is just so, I hate it. I just, I get it. I just hate doing it, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, we hit an era where we're doing rainbow hair. Everything was rainbow hair. And I mean, I can appreciate it. It's just, there's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of work extracting it. Um, we have, you know, clients will call that we've got color in our pillows. My shower's ruined. It's like all these things of this, you know, this trend that just rapidly went through our industry really, really hard. And it's just... You know, again, adapting your your look and feel to it, but you know, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, where we're at, we see a lot of trying to walk through our location. It's not as it's not as colorful as some other locations might be, but um, we do still see a significant amount of like the unicorn hair, but it's nowhere yeah. where it was. I hated that thing where they did for a little bit. There was like a two tone thing going yeah. on where everything was super blonde and then super, super like, dark on top. Yeah, the ombre. Like, oh, <laughs> the ombre. The ombre. The ombre. <laughs> Or, or if you did it at home, they call it the homebrew. But yeah, so like there's a lot of that. You know, it's like, you know, the jet black, like really super starky color hair, which could look really badass, but when that trend is gone, so is your hair. Yeah. So there's right, all that right. stuff now. I will tell you, the focus we're seeing now in our industry is health. 
Nice. So making sure that you're using product that's healthy for you, product that's against animal testing is a very big one, I'm sure you can know. Um, but most importantly is the visual look of health. So hair that used to be fried and tampered and, and, and frayed, like we saw back very strongly in the 80s, went into a, a grungy feel towards the 90s, which was lacking anything. And then we had Sarah Jessica Parker take a big run with the darker root, lighter yeah, end. Yeah, right. you know, and then now we're seeing this demographic of you know a lot of highlighting, a lot of blonding, but most importantly, a lot of healthy hair. So. Yeah, now how about uh, the planet? Like I have a yep. guy that's in the fashion industry that lives yeah, in New York now. Yeah. That, yeah, coming in, and he's going to talk about like the fact that it takes like some yep. ungodly fifty gallons of water to, to make like a sweater. A sweater right. Yeah. So like your industry, there's yep. a lot of chemicals. So we have a ton of chemicals. So if I can give anybody any advice um, when it comes to chemicals in general, depending on what you're working with, so make sure it's MSDS approved before you throw something in the garbage. But you're always in a better place. We have learned in our industry that uh, not to put excessive amount of color down your drain. So if you have any additional in your bowl, just scrape it out into the garbage can. Um, we now work with a company called Green Circle, which is a recycling program that's built just for our industry. They yeah, take all that's foils, probably a great idea, tubes, right? Great caps, business to all that stuff. They they you know they thoroughly take care of all that stuff for us. So that's part of it. So you're starting to see salons camp on a dollar or two towards the Green Circle because that pays for it because Green Circle is obviously not free. But, I um, bet you there's there's got to be businesses around your business that make way more money from stuff like that. Like, oh, you know, sure. like there's a billion yeah. dollar business in cleaning up that yeah, situation. Yeah, cleaning up. I mean, there's wow. a, yeah, I think there's a billion dollar business cleaning up us in general, unfortunately. But yeah, so there are areas there that you can start to, you know, work towards that. I always tell people too, like back bar wise, like when people have small bottles of shampoo on their back bar, leaders are always better because they use less plastic in the long run. Yeah, good. You know, we as a company, the company I work for, we use a 90 gram tube versus a, 30, a 60 gram tube. People don't think anything of that. They're like, oh, it's just additional 90 grams. But it takes almost the same amount of aluminum and plastic to make a 60 gram tube as it does a 90 gram tube. So it's like you less have inventory. So just making smart choices when you're, you know, pulling through what you're purchasing, yeah. what you're doing, you know, but most importantly is when you're cleaning up, you know, so like I said, green circles are really great area. Um, again, even in my own household, if I mix up something that I know shouldn't go down the drain, everything that goes down the drain eventually will go back through you. Again. Yeah, yeah, so right, right, right. We can keep it out of our water. We're going to be in a better wow. place. So and you're really conscious about it. Scrape, yeah, yeah, scrape, you know, scrape out like stuff like that now what should like if somebody I have, I have some listeners i have listeners in in germany too like i have family in germany mm, that awesome. download the podcast and then like if i i can look at the analytics on youtube and then even on the uh i uh and apple and stuff where it's like uh, i got some in atlanta and like other places that i know people i don't know how some of them got it like some people i don't know in texas but i've got some people in texas that are listening um if you were a person that was like all right you know I need to do a better job of finding a place to get my hair colored and yeah. cut and stuff. What should they avoid? What would be the pitfalls of like don't go to these kind of places? Uh, first of all, avoid Yelp. I think oh, Yelp. Yeah, right. I think Yelp is a place for people's bad opinions. Avoid reviews in general. Reviews. I think, I think yeah. reviews are. I think reviews should be illegal. I, yeah, I'm I agree. Actually, I actually I met a girl that husband, they fake them. They fake the shit well, out of them. I had a, a girl that met a, her husband um, tried doing a patent on if you're going to review me, I can review you. Oh, so yeah. like like Uber. So like yeah. when you get to an Uber, I don't know if you realize this, but Uber reviews you. Oh, the dri- the, the, the passenger. Yeah, the driver does. Nice. So when you get an Uber and you choose to be an asshole or you choose to be drunk and you throw up in their car, they can run a review on you and they yeah. can delete your stars like down greatly. And then they, what happens is if you're not getting picked up, my suggestion is look at your star rating. Yeah, right. You know, because right, right. you're being a jerk is what yeah. happens. So. There should be some kind of algorithm or mathematical thing that 
reflects on your review back. Well, yeah, there right. should be like I should have a choice as a business to be able to review this customer too. Sure. So like people go in and they'll blast a company. I'm like, there are people that work behind there. Like these, we're all human beings. We're not robots here. And this sure. is what the thing people need to recognize when it comes to reviews, opinions. Everyone's got one. Like whether it's whether it's good, better, or indifferent, it's an opinion. So yeah. if a person's a dick, they usually have a bad opinion. Yeah, of just and, about if, everything. If, and there are some people that's all they do is just troll yeah. on Yelp. Sure. So what I've learned is I never take anybody's opinion. Let me have my own. Um, whenever I, if I were to call a salon, for example, like I would interview the front desk, like find out like what type of education do they get? Do you guys receive extra education? Sure. When you can walk into a location, you can usually tell if people are educated. I can look at a salon from the window to tell you that these people have taken additional education classes or they have stopped the day they went out of B school. Like you Yeah, so tell. you don't do anything like if someone came in and said, well, I'm moving to Texas, you know, you have to have a network of you. Know, I do. I have a network of people, but I also yeah. work globally. Majority of right. hairdressers don't have that network. Most companies have a, a um, it's called a, like a zip code finder where you can put your zip code in and it will tell you exactly what salons are in that area that carry that product, which got helps it, also. It. Yeah. Okay. But you know, for me, I think my number one thing is, is, you know, let your heart lead your way. Like look at the salons, the one that you feel the most comfortable with, you know, go ahead and do that. Interview your stylist, have a consultation. Most consultations are complimentary. You will know the minute you sit down, just like an interview, if it's going to work or not work. It's right, like, right. We're good at dating. We're really good at dating. If I sit down with somebody back when I was single, I would know within the first 10 minutes if this is sure, going to work or not sure, work. Sure, but sure, yet, sure. I carried the relationship on for six months. Right. I hit the pavement right yeah. away. Like, well, I'm out of the fuck out of here. Sometimes you're like, well, it wasn't that bad. You know, <laughs> it's like you it could be a downpour of your life. But, uh, you know, the thing is, I feel the same way about hairdressing or anything else. I, if I go to a doctor, if I'm looking for a referral, if I don't feel comfortable, I'm not going to go under the knife. It just it is what it is. Sure, sure. So my suggestion is, is make a consultation. They're usually complimentary. Do a great interview like you would if it was a job. See if the person feels comfortable for you and vice versa. You feel like you're getting the right answers, book it. Do you get what you pay for? Always. Yeah, that's how I feel about yep. most things too. Like you First get class what you pay coach. For. Right. The right, minute you fly right. first class, coach really sucks. Sure. And I tell people all the time, it's like, oh, I can't believe you'd spend extra on X, Y, and Z. I'm like, yep. Yeah. yeah the I stuff mean, that we build, it's the same thing. The fish yeah. tank. This is a ten thousand dollar project, and if someone says they can do it for five, you're not going to get. You should do the one for five then. Right. 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 If you, and if, if you someone really says it to it. me, I'm like, you know what? You should. You know what you should do? You should go to that person. Yeah. Right. Right. Give that a shot. See yeah, how it works out. Great. You'll be here yeah. later because it's, it's like, not going to work out. It's good. like fine plastic surgery on Groupon. It's a really, it's a great idea. <laughs> a you should go idea. that direction. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah, what else? So what's coming up? Is there something coming up uh, big that you're uh, yeah. headed to? Uh... So I actually start, I'm done with my travel season. Uh, I finished off my travel with my very final, I did some on-screen uh, video shooting and a little bit of podcasting up in Tampa, Florida for good, good. Salon Centric, which is yep. um, who sells our product. Um, coming in January, my husband and I are off with my daughter. We're going to hit Disney. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, I'm hoping to get your husband on the podcast little for vacation. sure. Yeah, my husband's badass. Yeah. Um, which it's interesting about like what you pay for, get what you pay for. Yes. Um, absolutely. and then I hit the ground running, so I go right into our big event, which is in February, which Lizette will be our lead makeup artist for that event. Um, I'll definitely have to send you some screenshots and grabs from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we go right into show season, so I'll be cool. doing my normal every weekend globe trotting. Uh, American Airline flight to some yeah, state that's so, or country. I, I, so. I think it's uber cool that that's what you do because it's like a thing. I see all kinds of businesses that I'm like, why are they sending people all over the country and all over the planet yeah. to do this? But you, 
There's no, there's no other way but to send you everywhere yeah. to go. And I mean, once you become a veteran at the travel, it's probably not like it's probably like you. Do you do the like clear yeah. thing or whatever? Oh hell yeah! I, yes. I have every form of security pass that you can purchase. Yes, right. Just bust I'm right like, through hell, there. I'm like, how much? I don't even care. Um, I will tell you this: I, I met a guy that does all the lighting for Disney. Okay. Any picture that Disney's part of, he's taken the photo of. Awesome, badass guy. He's been traveling his whole entire life and. I got asked the question about like, is it's so cool, right? You get to travel, go all these cool places. I'm like, it's interesting because the minute you land, you see the inside of an Uber and then a hotel, and you're lucky if you can actually experience the area. Yeah, right. So right, really, right, it's and he sure. he said it perfectly. He's like, it's a location, not a vacation. Yeah, but and the people where, that you meet have got to be. That's where, yeah. right? And plus, too, when you go out of different countries, that's where it gets interesting. You know, it's like to see how other countries live and. Oh my gosh! Oh, I know. I love the my favorite people. And this is sarcasm, but the ones who hate all other countries but have never been to any other. Any other one? Like, dude, really? You've never been? Like, I, I, I've only been, you know, Canada and Mexico and stuff like that. But like, when I went, I'm like, I want so badly to be immersed in whatever they're doing there. I mean, Canada's America Junior, so it's not much of a different. You know, you just got to say things a little funny and you know what about this and that. But yeah, right. (laughs) A doodle, yeah. Uh, but uh, like Mexico thing, I had a chance to go all inclusive and the, or not. I'm like, I am not. Why would I want to? Why would I, why would I want to get cheeseburgers at the resort yeah. when I could like get out and get whatever I want, you know, from wherever I want? Um, but in, Europe's got to be, you know, completely and then yeah. South America again. Another. South America's amazing. I mean, I, I I I can appreciate every country I've ever been to for sure, and it's it's interesting because like it's there are countries I've been to too where. You know, when people bitch about the freedoms they have here, it's like you have no clue. Yeah, It's right, like if you right. even knew what goes on in other countries, I mean, I'm not saying all, but there's a lot that, I mean, third world is even, it, it doesn't even it doesn't even register to actually physically are immersed in it. And you see oh, it yeah. and you see what happens and it just, and it's it's all they know. And I was so surprised when I went to Mexico the couple times I went that like there are people living in dirt floored, mud yes, mud yeah. huts and stuff like that. In the year 2000. And then you drive past a a, a resort that's probably a $400 million resort that's complete. It's like, that has unlimited food, unlimited service, and it's like... It's people are chasing chickens yeah, around their yard and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really wild. It's crazy. Right. So, I mean, no, no it, it's it's super interesting. I, I'm i so glad you came out. Um, yeah, I mean, I would talk to you for a while, but you gotta you got to be busting out here in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, thanks again. Uh, this is a part of the podcast where I ask, you know, I'm looking for subscribers all the yeah, time. So uh, the little red subscribe button, there's nothing to it. There's no, you know, I'm not going to send you anything like that. It just lets me know that podcasts like this one, which I'm sure, you know, you know so many people I'm going to, I always pick up. It depends on, you know, how the person is. Like I pick up a lot of those person's friends as yeah. far as that yeah, goes. Of like Lizette, I think I picked up a good like 20, 25 subscribers awesome. off of that. But uh it lets me know that podcasts like that are interesting. Podcasts yeah. like that are, you know, they want to see more of that. So I do that. If I get one that, you know, I get nothing from it, then I, I'll, you know, kind of veer another way. Um, I like to have the inter- interesting conversations with people. Um, hope that everything goes well with uh, the, the, you know, the Salon Fuse. If you're, you know, in the area, you're looking for that. How busy are you? Like how far, what kind of lead time does someone need to get into your salon? 
Uh, it all depends. I mean, with me, it's a little bit different. I mean, I'm only working now, you know, six to eight Personally, months. Personally, Yeah, I'm right. behind the chair. But most of my girls, I mean, most of my girls are pretty booked. But, I mean, anywhere from two to three weeks out. Right. So, but um, I would love to have, if anybody ever wants to try out our salon, it would definitely uh, create some offerings for anybody. So, please make sure that uh, if you're interested in coming to our location, I can set you up with um, maybe a special discount or something just for you guys to try us cool. out if you're ever in the area. But um, it's Fee Salon Spa in Frankfurt. So, yep. make sure you give us a reach. Right next to Fat Rosie's yeah, there on right Kansas Street. Street. And uh, it's a nice location, yeah, nice thanks. nice spot to hang out. I mean, you know, get yourself something to eat and go in there. But uh, cool. Thanks yeah, so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks.